passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to On the Bench. I'm Josh Newberg, and I've got Brendan Sinone here with me. It's just you and I for this instant reaction podcast as Florida State upsets North Carolina 35-25. to 25. Brendan, what is up? Hello. This is, uh, this is a pleasant surprise, Joshua. I don't think... Any of us, you, myself, Chris Nee, who's covering the game live or uh, covering the press conference, I guess now live, we're expecting FSU to to win by double digits in Chapel Hill. But here we are. Here we are. Um, just an just an unbelievable win by Florida State behind a career day by Jordan Travis, uh, the dual threat quarterback put all his tools on display in a career best five touchdown effort. Uh, Jordan Travis was eleven of thirteen. For 145 yards, he added a career-high 121 yards rushing and two touchdowns on 14 carries. Uh, Jordan Travis looked like he was in control today, Brendan. It was – I mean, there's going to be so much to kind of diagnose and pick apart with what Jordan Travis did did well, and we'll get into it here. And I'm really looking forward to re-watching the game. Uh, and then doing the pod on Monday, Josh. But I think the thing that, that stands out most to me is the way Jordan carried himself, not just during plays, but afterwards, too. He was smiling constantly. This is a guy who, uh, I guess, kept, I'll put the cat out of the bag now. Uh, he did not practice much on Tuesday. He was limited on Wednesday. He was someone who they had to kind of rest that was not 100% still. Uh, that really needs this bye week coming up. But man, it, whatever whatever he had going through his veins and the, the adrenaline going on Saturday, uh, he looked great. He was really sharp as a runner. The change of direction stuff was there. Uh, but, but then the passing game, and, and really credit to FSU's coaching staff for putting him in good position to to get some one-on-ones and some nice screen plays, but to hit these chunk plays downfield. Keyshawn Helton, Ontario Wilson both come up big vertically. He is 11 to 13 for 145 yards, three touchdowns on interception. So that's an 85% completion percentage passer rating whopping 254.5. I mean, yeah, the, the deep game, go. the deep game is great for them. In addition to the run game. And then what that does for Trayshawn Ward and Jay Sean Corbin, this was the game plan. I feel like that was kind of coming. This is a couple weeks in the making. We saw a little bit of Syracuse with, with them understanding like what they had to do to run the ball and then have the extension of the run game with the perimeter screen. They didn't do the perimeter screen game a ton today, I think, because UNC was going a lot more man and, and kind of forcing them to, to keep things inside. FSU answers the call, takes the vertical shots, and, and Jordan Travis, uh, rightfully the sod captain for this upset win. Oof. And a couple guys besides Jordan Travis that I thought stood out, um, Malik McLean, the freshman wide receiver, catches his first touchdown pass as a seminal. That was in the first quarter. I think that was the first score of the game for FSU. Um, and the first score of his career. You know, uh, shout out to Jerry and Jones. I've been a little bit 
critical of him in the first half of the season, but he had a huge interception that might have tilted the game back in FSU's favor. Um, Florida State had about equal touches. I'm just looking through the stats right now. Uh, Treshawn Ward had 12 rushes for 77 yards. And Jayshon Corbin, 13 touches for 52 yards. A lot more balance there, Brendan. We've been asking for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then they went with the hot hand. Trace John Ward was running a little bit better than Jay Sean Corbin. And Jay Sean Corbin, I think, got a little dinged up with the ankle in the second mm -hmm. half. He continued to play, but but Trey Sean Ward was running the ball well. Uh, so that helps. Yeah, I'm trying to look at like where the difference. I mean, UNC runs 14 more plays. FSU's one with yards per play, 7.1 to 6.4, 6.4, excuse me. Uh oh, here's the big difference. UNC penalized 12 times for 110 yards, FSU five times for 50 yards. So that's a uh, that's another game where FSU's low on the penalties. And I feel like they had a bunch kind of early on. I mean, not a bunch, but like I know they had a false start. Dylan Gibbons got hit with a, a penalty early on. So so not a pretty mistake-free second half. Yeah, two, yeah, two, there were two on the first two drives for sure. And also mm -hmm. the one that Robert Cooper jumping offsides on that fourth and one that keeps the drive going on UNC's second drive. So at least three uh, early on there and then so to the rest of the game outside of the first two drives on both sides of the ball so yeah clean game for FSU but really so like let's get into the second quarter man I think that's that's real where this game like that, that's where this game opens up for FSU they outscore UNC 21 to 20 in the second quarter and that's where you see both offense and defense kind of uh, meld together and play off of each other which is something that we've been clamoring for right a complete game both teams playing well simultaneously uh, FSU to open up the second quarter on defense uh, for, and this is coming off of, off of a, a touchdown drive. Uh, FSU forces a three and out, just one yard for UNC on that drive. They get the ball back to the offense, and FSU goes and scores three plays, sixty-five yards. Was that the Pokey Wilson touchdown with the jumpman? I think that was the second score of the Late game. Late in the second quarter. Yeah, I'm looking. Yes. Um, no, sorry, that yeah, was a Jordan was Travis fifty-three yard run. That, so that was the second one, and then FSU goes. Uh, holds them, and then and then they cap off with the the 32 yard pass to, to Pokey the second quarter, and then the, and that was coming off of the Jerry and Jones interception. So that's what happened there, uh, if memory serves correctly. So you know you see the defense have forcing a three and out. You see Jerry and Jones coming up with an interception, and, and then the offense sprinkles that in with hitting chunk plays, and and that yeah. really man, that's kind of where you open up the game in the second half. Then you're able to dictate terms of the game, which is huge. I mean. They just got it done. 35-25, Florida State over UNC. It wasn't spectacular. I mean, Jordan Travis's performance was spectacular, but I'm just looking at some of the receiving yards now. Uh, Keyshawn Helton led the team with three catches for 71 yards. Ontario Wilson, two catches for 38, uh, but two touchdowns there. Malik McLean had the one catch for five yards and a touchdown. Um, Cam McDonald, two catches, 20 yards. So, Nobody really shining outside of, you know, outside of Jordan Travis's numbers, which were just ridiculous. Do you think that Jordan Travis, I felt like, I felt like for the first time, Florida State really had a command over the balance of the offense. For the first time, they were able to turn those screens and dink and dunk plays into big shots down the field later on in the game. Whereas like, I, I don't, it just hasn't really clicked like it did today. Uh, you feel that? I Yes, I mean, I, I felt like it was coming uh, against uh, against what was it Louisville in this that game, and that was with McKenzie Milton, and they were limited with what they can do. But you at least saw some semblance of like the RPO game, and then like understanding we have to get Trayshawn Warren, Jason Corbin more involved. Then Jordan Travis gets healthier, and he gets inserted into the mix against Syracuse. 
Syracuse has a good defense, but kind of an unorthodox 3-3-5 stack uh, zone-heavy defense. So it's kind of a weird defense that you're attacking. But last week, for them to score 33, I felt like I kept trying to like tell the fan base, like 33 points for their personnel, as dinged up as their offensive line is, uh, was impressive. And I felt like we started to kind of see, Josh, like what they could do on offense with Jordan Travis. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, let me look at the, the numbers here. But, I mean, for Jordan Travis – Treshawn Ward, Jayshon Corbin had to be a steady dose of the offense here. Jordan has 14 rushing attempts, Treshawn 12, Jayshon 13. Uh, if Chris was here, he could do that math in his head, but that's out of 54 plays. I mean, that's that's huge. And you also have Treshawn Ward getting a couple uh, receptions as well, Jayshon having, having one. So uh, they understood – they started to find, figure out their identity. I think the big difference, though, today, Josh, one, Jordan hits on all of his passes. That was big last week. He missed some, especially yeah. when, when Syracuse went to man-to-man. That was one. Number two – the offensive line for the first time since the season opener, they went into a game with their projected starting five, with the five that they yeah. thought that they could run with this season. Now they lose uh, DLT, uh, but you have Maurice Smith and you're able to put uh, baby on Johnson in that right guard out of the offensive line with Jordan Travis as a runner, creating um, matchups and, and extra, you know, basically you get an extra blocker with Jordan Travis as a runner. That is the difference I think that you saw was with this offense clicking and being explosive. Uh, I mean, 35 yeah. points in two I, Well, quarters. I think there was a third awesome. key to this victory, Brendan. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, Mike Norvell wearing a polo <laughs> tucked into sweatpants. That was wild. I think he went out on the edge with that and it put, you know, it put FSU over the top. I mean, how can you not play for a coach that wears an athleisure suit to the game? You know, Mike Norvell said some interesting, uh, some interesting wardrobe decisions uh there was the really baggy clothes against jacksonville state that the fan base did not love uh, which game was he wearing a hat well, no this was awesome i mean to tuck a two-button polo into <laughs> sweatpants it's visionary brendan but florida state comes away with a 35 25 victory we're talking about it right now chris knee is currently in the uh mike norvell presser he's not going to make it to this instant reaction podcast but um we'll get with him on monday uh we're also going to talk some recruiting on monday I know you guys saw the big Travion Williams news today on Knowles 24-7 about him reopening his recruitment without saying the word decommitment. Um, Sam McCall might be looking around, but as we speak, Zach Blostein of Knowles 24-7 is talking to recruits, and there will be a story up tonight with recruit reaction. Um, I don't know exactly who he's talking to, but he is working the phones right now. Woo! Brendan, any final thoughts? Uh, I mean, the defense, you know, to hold UNC to 25 when UNC's averaging about, I think, 36 points a game going into it was huge. Uh, you keep Sam Howell to basically 53, yeah, 53% completion percentage. Uh, he beats you with his legs somewhat, but you don't let the rest of the running backs really get going. So you keep them contained. Uh, the goal line stand that they had, so you get the one Jerry and Jones interception in the red zone in the second quarter. And then the goal line stand, was that in the third quarter or, or fourth? It was it was early it was fourth late. quarter. Yeah. It was early but, fourth quarter. Regardless, it's late in the game. What, can we UNC, give Fuller's props at this point? I mean, he definitely buys himself. I think he gets off the the, the fan base. You know, putting him on the hot seat. He definitely. Gets I didn't off even there bring my hot board today. I didn't Good. bring my yeah. hot board to the recruit is, to the uh, instant reaction podcast. This is a celebratory podcast. FSU has an upset win as a major underdog and and does so in what doesn't feel like a fluky fashion, man. So yeah, like no. FSU was depleted with its secondary, right? They had multiple injuries. They're depleted up front and limited with what they can do. They're out two defensive tackles. Uh, so, so you have all these things you have to kind of work around, and you play 
good situational football. Uh, you force Sam Howell to beat you uh, deep, which was one of the keys that we have. Like they love to throw the ball deep. You don't get killed by it. You make a play on it downfield, and then you play well situationally. Like, yeah, man. I mean, hats off, credit due. Like FSU's defense played well, and and I thought the scheme was was pretty sound given the limitations you're going to have personnel wise entering the game. Oh, and a kickoff return of 41 yards, which, hey, that'll get you going, right? Yeah. Uh, here, Zach Blostein is reporting that uh, five-star DB commit Travis Hunter went on IG Live with Jarvis Brownlee for the post-game locker room celebration. So for those keeping score at home, at least we know Travis Hunter was watching the game. And if Travis Hunter was watching the game, that's all that matters right now. So enjoy this victory. We will be back on Monday to talk about the rewatch, to talk about recruiting, to talk about FSU on a two-win game streak, and to talk about everything else. Thank you for listening to this On the Bench Instant Reaction Podcast. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.